Hello! Oh my gosh, it's that time again! Hi! So I'm low-key sad because usually whenever we do this, I usually fuck it up like the first two or three times and I get to listen to that bomb-ass hold music. I seriously was thinking when I was listening to the hold music, waiting for you to join, how like, it just makes me think of you. Like, you just have stuff that makes you think of people and this hold music on Anchor when you're waiting for a guest or co-host to join, it really just like makes me think of you and immediately puts a smile on my face because thinking of you puts a smile on my face. Oh, bestie for the resty. For the resty. How so, has your week been? It's been shit. Actually, there's been some up points. It's been a roller coaster, but right now um, it's been shit because like I had something happen here recently that not even here recently. I've had stuff that I've been dealing with that's been kind of percolating and circulating and I feel like it's finally coming to a head and that makes me anxious. So obviously you want to talk about or is it one of those things you want to talk about like, you know, privately inside of my DMs? No, I'll talk about it. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is this is uh, things you're too afraid to ask your mom. I'm Alicia. I'm Sherry. Happy um, Friday. It's Friday. We recorded this on Friday the 11th. Two fucking weeks before Christmas. Fuck. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'll totally tell everyone about my own personal problems. But you want to talk about Christmas? <sighs> Um, so Sherry and I discussed this privately. Um, we have a lot of really good topic matter that we want to cover eventually. We are not experts. Um, we're two adults just fucking trying to find our way through life and fucking around and fucking it up the best we can to really good music. We're good at fucking. Fucking things up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but her and I have had such like, I think her and I have had such a week and like such, I think it's worth noting such a year that we can't commit to any one topic. So we're just going to do like, like you said earlier, a grab bag session like this, this episode might have a little bit in for everybody or we might just get to talking, see what sticks and then run with it. So yeah, no particular topic. Do you want to hear what um, term I coined when I was on the phone with Alan telling him that we're just going to be doing like a smorgasbord of things? Yes. It's wine and unwind. And I said that because you're going to be drinking wine. <laughs> so I thought that that was a cute little clever. We can call it wine and unwind if you want. That's the topic. Not the topic, but the title. That can be the title. Yeah. And that way, when it, like future episodes, if we just decide that we can't commit, like people will see wine and unwind and they'll be like, ooh, this could be I anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like, I, yeah, and like with most of our topics, it's gonna not be one specific topic, but like, uh, like, like you said, a smorgasbord or a grab bag worth of topics. So, if you like what we're talking about, cool beans, sit down for the ride. Um, if you don't like what we're talking about, skip the fucking episode, you heathen, or just hit like the little ten second fast forward. Or uh, what I would suggest is just play it on really low in the background so we still get the view. We want the views, bruh. 
I'm not going to lie to you. Give us a view. Dude, I was thinking about that earlier, actually, about like kind of I was thinking like maybe Netflix and chill, but it's not like that. But you know how like everyone has Netflix on for background noise, but it's not for background noise. I would love to be in your living room and and driving background noise and bedtime background noise. This is the exact voice that you want to hear before you go to bed is like (laughs) an African-American Fran Drescher. That's exactly what you need to soothe your mind. Before you close your eyes. So fun fact, back way back in the day, back in high school, um, before I, I was pretty like dead set on going into healthcare, but I was 100% dead up, dead set that I was not going to be a nurse, which is news to you because like, that's pretty much all I talk about. Yeah, now. I was like, wait, wait, what? Who's this? Yeah. Lisa? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like 100% dead set. I wasn't going to be a nurse. I'm like, I want to specialize in something like radiology, um, do something in the lab. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to be around patients. I'm antisocial. Can't you see that? And one of my teachers, Miss Butcher, we were doing this. Um, we were doing a, um, a simulation of a bed check. We had a CPR dummy in a hospital bed um, at the high school in one of the classrooms. And... Um, You know, we did the whole, we checked the armband and, you know, we introduced ourselves and then we checked the armband and, you know, we're talking to them and we adjust blankets, ask them if they need anything. And Miss Butcher was like, Alicia, you have such a lovely bedside manner. You're going to be a wonderful nurse. Your voice is so calming. And I've heard that before. And I'm just like, no, not me, not a nurse. The skill is wasted. (laughs) You have a very calming personality for sure. I agree. I think that she saw something in you that you didn't see in you. But now that is your goal is to become a nurse. So she was right. How does that make you feel that she was right and you were wrong? I mean, it's it's a pretty fucking common occurrence. So, you know. (laughs) The day that I'm actually right about something, it's going to fucking freeze in hell. Like, seriously. And I don't have a problem admitting when I'm wrong. I, I actually normally, when I say something to somebody, I usually start with, I'm probably wrong about this, but <laughs> I, I just never feel right about anything. <laughs> no, no. And like, I have absolutely zero problems whenever I'm wrong, whenever I need to issue an apology. Like, Same. I am all about being like accountable. I'm also about to beat my husband because I think he's on the phone. accountability is my thing and like I'm even the type that excuse me like accountability and understanding like that's my jam right there that's my jam we we were just talking about that like with your with your job like how that's basically your job now yeah solving first world problems for a major sporting company that's what I do you've mentioned it before and every time you say the actual name of it it makes me giggle yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier, and like I was like, "Damn, should I have done that?" Because I don't have it connected to my Facebook. But um, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I just don't want you know CEO coming across my podcast one day and being like, "Oh my god, she works for us." They're talking about fucking dildos and sex. Ugh, what a great representation of our company. I mean, I can't. I can't. 
I can't, I don't want to say it then, but I, I want to say it, but I won't say it. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of dicks, I ordered a fucking dildo this week. <laughs> for research purposes, for the podcast, obviously. I, I've never <laughs> had a penetration toy ever. I've always been like uh, someone that's into clitoral stimulation, and I've had tons of vibrators in my young adult life. And a friend of mine sent me a video of the different, because I had put out, if you guys seen, you guys listening probably have seen my post. I was looking for recommendations for a dildo. Because those of you who don't know, my boyfriend lives in Australia and um, it's 9,500 miles away. It's very long. And obviously we're not actively having physical sex because, well, he's 9,500 miles away. And I just, I don't know what it is with me lately, but I'll, I'll, you know, I masturbate. I, I masturbate pretty frequently. It's pretty healthy. I have a pretty healthy relationship with myself. It's going well, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's just not enough lately. Like, I'll get off and I'll be like, okay, I, like, she wants more. Like, the clitoris is like, okay, I'm good. But then, like, my vagina is like, feed me <laughs> more. <laughs> And I'm like, bitch, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm 30 now. Maybe it is time for me to buy a dildo. So a friend of mine showed me these dildos that like if if I had to dream the perfect dildo, it's something that's kind of flexible, maybe a little squishy, that isn't overwhelming and looks like it it looks like a an actual dick, just like kind of flaccid kind of hard type you know what I mean has like a firm core but kind of soft around the edges and that's exactly what this was so I bought it for research purposes for the podcast so I can give you guys a review I mean I'm all here for it um personally I don't know like this was I actually um I think it was this year Honestly, wasn't it this year? Yeah, it was this year. I just made my first ever dildo purchase. I just turned 27. Um, or not dildo, like sex toy. No, actually, that's a fib. I've had a I, I have a I have I've had a plug for a while that gets occasional use whenever I'm feeling brave. I still haven't gotten there yet, but one day, one day, <laughs> if I can get simulation, I'll give it a try. You need to, because I think that anal trainer kits are like God <clears throat> to, um, to anyone that wants to try anal because like the chances of your partner actually taking the time to properly, you know, stretch you out. I feel a slim to fucking none. I've, I'm like hung up on the partner stretching you out part. It's been a really long time since I've had some action, so, like, I can't hear words like that. My toy's not here yet. I need to stop. What were you saying? <laughs> did you, did you, did your titties do that thing where they're, like, hey? They just, like, zing, like, ooh, ooh, someone said something sexy. <laughs> do that. Like, you and I will be talking about shit. Like, there was one time you were talking about, like, oh, God, he's going to listen to this, and he's going to think something weird. But I've already told you about this. Like, there was that one time, like, you know, you and I will get to talking, and then, like, stuff that, like, you and Alan have said, or, or like, you know, and I'm just, my, my, mm-hmm. he'll be, like, Hey girl, what's up? And I'm like, this is not for you. <laughs> and it's like it's always at the most inconvenient times, like whenever 
some like we're in the middle of recording a podcast and you're talking about anal training kits and they're just like zip hi <laughs> like we'll be talking about like what an amazing human being your boyfriend is and then like mine will just be like hey and i'm like we're not talking about nick <laughs> settle down like, stop. at ease <laughs> stop huh stop it so mm. like we we always rag on like you women rag on men about like dicks having minds of their own titties have minds of their own too we just don't talk about it as much <laughs> Yeah, and like I-, I swear to God, like if these things got <laughs> this is such a random thought, but if my titties got erect the way a man's penis gets erect every time I got turned on, <laughs> do your little do your, do your nips do your do your, do your little do your little nippies not just- no because my my nipples are I have weird nipples like I don't have normal gumdrop nipples like most women and I'm really jealous about it and it makes me insecure I have flat nipples so sometimes they poke mm, out yeah. but most of the time they just kind of like they they're just kind of not pokey I don't have the nice nipples I know most women get the you know arousal and like their nipples will harden mine don't really do that Um, not even when I'm cold I I have to work my like mine are kind of flat and like you know kind of disky like whenever um I'm warm and like whenever I start to get turned on like they'll kind of start to like pebble up but like they have to really get some work before they turn like into like cutting some diamonds I'm gonna get my nipples pierced so bad I mentioned I Uh, can we talk about piercings like I've actually um recently been thinking about like (laughs) clitoral piercings and penis piercings and like what that does and like even nipple piercings and how that affects arousal and sexual performance like does it enhance it I know some women out there that have like clit piercings like I I need you to dm me not I don't I don't need pictures I just I just need to know like what what it does for you like do you get vibrating clit rings and just like fucking I'm sure you turn can. your shit on when you're in the supermarket because that's what i would do i'm sure you can um like you don't actually pierce the clit you pierce like you pierce that little there's a little bit of skin right above the the above the clit and i actually looked at the yeah. clit piercings and nick told me no he said that was too kinky and i was like damn you if I didn't have someone, to rein, body. if I didn't have someone to rein me in, dude, I'd be covered fucking metal. Like, and what's the matter with that? And you can just get like a, and you're an embroideress, so you can get a little needle with some thread and thread through every single loop from top to bottom. No, <laughs> I just pictured, <laughs> I just pictured that. Um, that kind of reminds me of the corset piercings, and those are actually superficial piercings. Those are a big thing back uh, a few years ago. Those are a very superficial piercing. They are not for long-term wear. Fun fact, because um, I actually looked into getting those, too, because I thought I was some kind of bad bitch, and I'm like, mm, about that. You are a bad bitch. You are the baddest of the bitches. Mm, I appreciate the support, but, you know. Um, yeah, the um, the clit piercing, like, you clit, it's... See, I don't want to call it the clitorial hood because, like, I think that's a different one. Like, that's whatever they actually pierce, like, your actual hood. But, um, yeah, you can get you can get that pierced. Like, it's this little skin right above the uh, right above the clit. And then, like, depending on what kind of jewelry you wear, like, it rubs against your clit. Um, oh, my God. So, just constant stimulation all the time? Yeah. So, Jesus. I don't, fuck. <laughs> I don't know how that, like, I don't know what the long-term effect on that leads to, like, sensitivity and stuff. Um, your nips, I've heard, like, 
for um kind of mixed reviews some people say that like now their nips like because like it pierces them whatever you pierce it like you actually go i don't know how familiar you people are with the anatomy of your nipples but um if you actually pinch your nipple you can feel like some of the come up and then behind it if you're a woman that's your mammary glands there's fat and um that little spot um in between the actual nipple and um either your muscle or your mammary gland that's where they shove the that's where they shove the needle through so your nipple is always erect um uh, no i'm not currently feeling behind my nipples for the space between I mean, I just, my glands and my nipples what mm-hmm. what makes you think that shit you learn about like whenever like shit you don't learn about until like you're after you get pregnant and see this is shit shit that makes it see look at us being educational on accident um not us bitch you <laughs> You are being educational. <laughs> I, I feel like I am well of useless knowledge. Like earlier, um, whenever you were talking about that, um, whenever you had that Facebook rant about COVID, which fuck COVID, by the way, like those stats about the ventilator, like I, I knew those were true, but I wanted to double check my numbers. You, yeah, you, I mean, I don't want to say it's useless information because you used it in an, and we're able to educate people on those numbers. So is it useless if you used it for its intended purpose? I mean, it's useless like 99% of the time, but then sometimes some people say something that's relevant and I'll be like, Bleh! word vomit. <laughs> I was going to say word vomit of fact. <laughs> I, it should be like a sound, <laughs> like not maybe like a throw up sound, maybe word vomit of facts. And then just boom. <laughs> I don't feel very boomy. I feel more like, which <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like um, fucking Lightning McQueen Ka-chow. Ka-chow. I haven't seen that movie I'm so glad Kylie's not in the cars like she, she's not the same type of girl I was when I was younger she's so much more girly than I was she's into dolls and mermaids and Disney princesses and all that cool girly stuff that she's into and I love it and she likes dresses, and I didn't have—I wasn't into that shit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely different in that sense. But like, I just cars has to be one of the most uninteresting topics to me in life, and it's so funny to say that because my uncles and my cousins are all like big gearheads, so they know all the things about cars. And like, I just—I'm just like, okay, well, the gas pedal is on the right. Gas pedal means <laughs> go. Brake pedal means stop. <laughs> um this is the horn beep beep my van actually doesn't have a horn and i i feel like it's for the best some days um that sounds dangerous as if because they're for emergencies i mean yeah <laughs> but also road rage probably good for your road that's rage. what i mean so actually fun fun story about the horn and then i want to tell you something else like actually Yeah, no, I'm going to tell you about the horn first. So I was standing, I was going into town um, to get some, to pick up some lunch. My parents were out visiting, uh, me and the kids. Nick was at work. (laughs) And there was a dude, (laughs) he was, um, he was advertising the new chicken place that had opened up and he was in a chicken suit and he said, and it was like, um, like help me pay my bills or, you know, help me earn a salary, one honk for a penny or something. I couldn't really see, 
And I didn't have a horn. So I roll my window down and I shove my head out the window and I go, honk. (laughs) And I'm doing the motion with my hands and I'm like, I don't have a horn. Honk, honk, honk. Honk, honk, honk. They got the biggest laugh out of me. And I I was Were the kids in the car? No, it was just. Oh, Abby would have loved that. That that should tell you something. The kids weren't even in the car, and I still did it. Like, just I, I may or may not be an overgrown child. I was say that tells me nothing. That did. I mean, the kids being in the car is, is irrelevant. I just wanted to know if she if she got a kick out of it as much as I did. <laughs> I had a really good kick out of it. Um, which it's funny though, because like you can ask you can ask the kids. It's like, what does the goose say? And they'll go honk, and I'm like, hee hee. Um, <laughs> About cars, though, I, like, I don't want to call myself a gearhead because I'm really not. Like, I can't tell you anything about what's under the engine, but I love watching Barrett-Jackson. I don't even know who the fuck that is. Uh, It's a car auction show, and, like, they auction off really expensive cars that I'll never be able to own. But they're real party. I like nothing about cars. I don't like driving them. I don't like being in them. I don't know anything about them. Like, I'm just not a... I was not made for travel. I should have been like a turtle that lives because I want to live forever. I should have been a fucking turtle, like slow moving, chill in my shell. Don't have to worry about driving. Live for a very, 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 very long time like that. If I was an animal, I'm officially my new favorite animal. Second is a turtle. I can't replace penguins. They'll always be my favorite animal. But turtle is a close second now. I just officially declared it. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. <laughs> I've been watching that a lot. Like I'm, I'm new to the office family. I just started watching it for the first time like a year and a half ago. And it's going to be off Netflix soon. So I've been watching the office nonstop seasons one through seven. And once it gets to that part where Holly and Mike are about to go back to Colorado, wherever the fuck it is Holly's from, I just restart it. Usually I, to be fair, the last time I watched it, I did watch it from seasons one through nine and seven, eight, nine, I think are underrated sometimes. Like that's good stuff, but I just, Michael's my favorite character. It it really is not the same without him. So I just restarted it. I'm on, I just started season three. So that's what I've been doing all week after work to unwind. It's killing people on among us with you. And then watching the office and unwinding by watching Michael Scott be a fucking idiot. I have a confession to make. I've never seen I've never seen The Office all the way through. I have such bad secondhand embarrassment. I can't stand Michael for very long. I love him and I think it's amazing. I'm not shitting on anyone who, who likes the show, but personally I can't take it for too long. And Dwight's my favorite. I mean, I, I know, I know. I can't, I can't believe that this is how our friendship ends after all these. Okay, years. No, I was going to say, I was about to say, like, how many Star Wars have you seen? How many? How many? Zero. How many? Don't at me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, this is different. You didn't see all of the Office. You didn't have to throw me under the bus like that. 
I mean, like a lot of people, I don't know. I don't know why people get so protective over their fucking fandoms. Like, we do though. Let's talk about that. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, Share if you've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I've never seen Tiger King and I never will. Or like, how dare you not watch Star Wars? It's the best series ever. Like, oh my God, how can you not love The Office? And I'm just over here like, let people like things. I mean, but, like, really, though, it's a sin to not like Harry Potter, though. Like, if you... That has a big-time controversy, because J.K. Rowling is apparently trash. Oh, I heard. I I heard that she made comments about the transgender community, or something like that. Um, She... I... It sucks. I've been in love with Harry Potter for 20 years, so I'll never change that. But probably will not read any more of her works after her comment. Yeah. That's yeah, she's like a trans radical feminist, which is which uh turf. Um which has been shortened into turf. Um she basically believes that like trans women aren't women. Um which I think is like a really weird hill to die on because let people fucking do things. Why do people care? I don't know. Like I just that's what I don't get. Like whether someone wants to um, transition into a man that used to, was born as a female with female gen- genitalia. I don't even know the proper way to say it. I'm not trying to be a brash or anything, but let people be whatever the fuck they want to be. And why does it bother you with it? Other than what the fuck other people do? Live your life. <laughs> Worry about yourself. So yeah, basically. And so there's a lot of discourse within the community whether or not Harry Potter should be something completely separate because like it's been out for so long and like this whole generation of people have grown up on it and they hold it very dear to their hearts. And can you separate something that has pretty much completely gone out of her control? It's within reason. It's out of her hands. Um, Like for me, I honestly, like, if you, and this is, maybe it's mom brain, and this is why I am the way I am, but if someone were to ask me, like, what my favorite movie series is, Harry Potter, hands down, who wrote Harry Potter, I would have to probably Google it, because I would forget the author's name. I mean, it's been that long since I read the books, and since the movies have been out, I haven't reread any of the books. So, like, I think that, for me, the answer is, Harry Potter can definitely thrive and survive without J.K. Rowling, and it and it has. I mean, it, it's. I feel like it's pretty, pretty evident that it has. And the only reason why people would want J.K. Rowling involved with Harry Potter is to continue the series. But I feel like even at this point, with so many people, the fandom being so big and existing for so long that if somebody else picked up and bought the Harry Potter series off of her, we would be able to continue it and not miss a beat, if that makes That's sense. That's a really good way. That's a really good idea. So someone out there with more money than us go buy the rights to Harry Potter. Um, talking about, like, continuing fandoms um, and shit that we grew up with, um, I read the, well, it's not so new anymore. I read the new Twilight novel. I did it. There's an I never read any of the Twilight novels. Ooh. I tried to be one of those people that was like so against watching Twilight because it was so big, but I didn't realize there was a new one. Yeah, it's so fun fact for those unaware and for Sherry. Um, there it oh god, what what is it called? Midnight Sun. Midnight it's called Midnight Sun, and it is Twilight from Edward's perspective. And it shut up. It was originally released. Um, it was leaked. 
years ago and I had read it, read what she had already typed. And because it leaked, Stephanie Myers got so pissed, she finished writing the book and then held it hostage for like 10 years. And like, I don't blame her. I mean, that's <laughs> my, like, that's up there with like George Martin, the, um, the author of Game of Thrones. Don't ever get, like, if you ever do watch Game of Thrones or you ever read Game of Thrones, don't get attached to anyone. It's not safe. Okay. Um, I do want to watch it eventually. I used to be a reader before I watched something, but I don't have the attention span to read anymore. I really just don't. I grew up as a bookworm. I loved reading when I was younger, but I just, I really, I have to be in the mood to read a book now. Before, it was opposite. I'd have to be in the mood to watch TV instead of reading something. But I do want to watch Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm one of those. <laughs> I have seen the first couple of seasons. Um, I've gotten up to like the final battle where they battle the final boss, which I'm not going to spoil. Um, which, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could look up the spoilers. It's been so damn long, but I'm still going to, you know, keep it under hush hush. Um, that's where I'm at, and I have conflicting feelings about about watching it because that's another one of those problematic authors. Um, George R. R. Martin is such a slow writer that they, after like I want to say like the fifth or sixth season, um, they were out. He they were out of book material. Like the first the first couple of seasons were based loosely on the books, and it reflects it. I mean. There's stuff they left out, obviously, because, you know, book-to-movie translation doesn't always work. Um, there's like, it, it, No, not with all the attention to detail that's in a book. Not at all. There's right. only one book-to-movie that I've seen that's actually that 10 out of 10 Leisha stamp of approval, and that's Silence of the Lambs. The rest of them are fucking trash. The books are amazing. The rest of the movies are trash. Any hoozle. Um, they were out of books. They were out of book material and they were on a deadline and they kept trying to wait for um, for Martin to finish or at least give them something. And Martin's like, no, fuck you. Um, so the producers under pressure um, just imagined the finale of Game of Thrones and like the last season or the last two seasons. And it shit the bed horribly. According to the rest of the fandom. See, the thing that makes me mad about that is, like, I get they have a deadline and things like that, but do you know how many shows have skipped years for, like, a next season because they're waiting for, I mean, it's more like with documentaries and stuff, like the How to Get Away, or not How to Get Away with Murder, what the fuck am I thinking of? Manitowoc County, Making of a Murder. Love that. That So fucked. Stephen Avery like there's like four years between those okay actually Stephen Avery might not be innocent but like his poor little his poor nephew that pisses Brendan me off. yeah Brendan Daffy. that pisses that poor guy that pisses me off so bad like he just wanted to watch Wrestlemania and get home I know and it's like clear that he's developmentally de- delayed and it's it's a shit pot, y'all. You can feel however you want to feel about Stephen Avery, but Brendan, like, it's a fucking kid. I mean, I'm the type of person, and maybe I'm gullible. I don't know. I re- and maybe it's because I, like I said before earlier in this episode, I'm an understanding bitch. Okay, 
I, if you give me evidence that points one way, I can see that. So I can see why with the police are like, this was planted here, this was planted here, Stephen Avery killed the reporter, blah, 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 look at all these leading up to what happened, it's Stephen. But I can also see where the lawyers are like, well, this, 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 and this, it wasn't Stephen. And now I'm just kind of sitting here like, oh. But the thing that is hard about it is to prove someone not guilty. You have to be able to believe something without a shadow of a doubt. So the fact that I can see how he looks guilty, that's not without a shadow of a doubt. But I also feel like since I can't 100% say he's guilty, that he doesn't deserve to be there. So it's just one of those things like with murder, it's just so either you did it or you didn't do it. And there's so much evidence on both sides that it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. I would not want to be on that jury. See, I thought that you had to prove guilt without a shadow of a doubt. You are, but not in this. I mean, it, it is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but like, I, I just don't ever see that in any situation. It's always, I mean, he's already been proven guilty. You know what I mean? He's already in jail for it. So like I, now they um, have to prove his innocence. See, I feel like, I feel like with, and him being tried the first time, like him being tried in Manitowoc County, like that, it, it, even in the, even in the state, I feel like is a giant mishandling of justice. And it's like, if you, yeah, conflict of interest, if you didn't get a fair trial and you were quote unquote proven guilty, like you could bring, you could bring some choice people. I'm not going to drop names, but you could bring some choice people in front of Sherry and I that we already have biases against and like we'll give you 20 fucking reasons why they're fucking guilty and we'll fucking convince you that you're guilty because we're excellent orators but oh orator that sounds like oral which sounds never mind keep going <laughs> down it is down. <laughs> down one of my ex-best friends said that i could be the next adolf hitler if i was motivated enough because like i can sway you to any like she says that i could persuade her to believing anything i wanted her to and i'm like thank god i'm fucking lazy then like, but why'd she have to pick Adolf? Like, why couldn't she pick like a great leader that is persuasive that did good in the world? I mean, yeah, but I see where she was coming from because <laughs> I get yeah, it. Yeah, like sadly, Hitler was a great orator, <sighs> right? Which he did terrible, awful things. And you have a brilliant point that, like, he that we she could have compared me to someone more charitable, but we're not friends anymore, so. Maybe that was a secret jab even way back when. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's crazy what word of mouth can do. I mean, we're seeing, honestly, we, we've seen that this year, how, like, just people believe anything and everything that they hear without researching facts. But that's not something we're going to bring up now or we're going to talk about today. Um but yeah, uh, we were talking about before we started talking about you being Adolf Hitler. Yeah. What were we talking about before that? Um, true crime, Stephen A. Yes, that's what we were talking I about. Love true crime, I love it so much, and I feel so guilty and so dirty for loving it because, like, I you know it it, it kind of gets to the point like you know they talk about sex like whenever. Um, whenever people become rich, they have like this, es there's this pattern, it's this escalation, like about sex and drugs. Um, you know, you go home to your wife and you start making love. Well, then you go back out on the road and you're famous and you're, you know, all this and all that. And, you know, 
women are throwing themselves at you and, you know, you finally figure out, oh, well, I can have two of them at once. And then, you know, it's just this escalation. It goes from two of them at once to a whole orgy to you don't even touch them and you watch them fuck each other. And like, it just becomes like more depraved and you can't go home and make love to your wife. That's actually a quote from somewhere, some movie or something, but it's, it's, it's a pattern. And, um, I've gotten that way with true crime. Like it's not enough that this poor person was murdered. Like I want to hear about the, I want to hear about the Lorena Bobbitts of the world that, that like the quirky cases, uh, Lorena Bobbitt for those unaware, cut off her, uh, cut off her husband's penis and threw it in a cornfield. One of, yeah, I'll never forget that. <clears throat> then he got a new one. He just got a fucking new yeah. one. Just like, oh, here's my new dick. One of the first cases of battered woman syndrome. Fun facts. The more you know. It's, it's like, I don't understand with humans being on this earth for so long and with science being around and like studied for so long how we're just now in modern day, like, you know, in the 1850s through till now, realizing the effects that trauma have on the brain. And maybe it's because of testing and stuff, but like just scientifically, like we've, we've advanced a lot, but it's just one of those things where it's like, why why did we go so long? Suffer. We suffered for so long and like, we still suffer. We still don't have permanent fixes for, mental illness and things like that but it's just like it just it it makes me glad that I was not a woman in the 1900s even though I like that era of time just from the movies not from studying it in history just from the movies it actually sucked in the 1900s by the way everybody um you like the room you like the romanticized version yeah it's like the flappers and the trench coats and the mafia like yeah Ooh. My husband is of uh, Italian descent, and um, if he was in the mafia, like we watch gangster movies, um, which I feel is kind of ironic. But we watch a lot of get we watch gangster movies, and like you know, the guy picks up this sweet little innocent girl, and then you know, someone hits on her. Someone, you know, someone actually literally hits her. So then, you know, the big bad mafia boyfriend, like I'm, I'm quoting Goodfellas here goes and has to beat him up and then he pistol whips him and then he gives the gun to he gives the gun to the girlfriend and I would be like that's me I would hide your gun because I'm into that shit (laughs) like you're a ride or die (laughs) I am morally morally wow morally confused sometimes I think it's, I mean, I don't see what the problem is with that. Let's, let's talk about, let's dive deeper into that. Like my thing is if you spend a lot of time with someone, you've been married to your husband for 74 years. Okay. You and Nick have been together a long time. There is not a lot of people on this world that you would be willing to do anything for. And honestly, that's not a bad thing. You shouldn't be willing to do anything for everybody all the time. I don't see now within reason, let me use that disclaimer. (laughs) I don't see the issue with supporting maybe not great things that your spouse may do if the situation warrants it. You know what I mean? I mean, like that's why turning this right back to true crime. 
Um, yes. Left turn. Y- y'all guys gotta like quit letting me behind the wheel. I'm I'm drinking and I'm apparently obsessed with true crime. Oh my god, drinking and driving is absolutely fucking terrible. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Yep. I don't even text and drive. I don't drink. I don't even text and drive. Don't don't drink and drive. Call me. I tried to send you voice clips, but my phone wouldn't fucking do it today. I don't know what was up with my phone earlier. I haven't tried to send you a voice clip since. I'm going to have to do that after we get done here. But anywho, so, um, <laughs> no, um, they're like, you can't, I can't testify against Nick. Like, I, because you're married. Yep, I'm protected. So if Nick fucking murders someone and I know about it, I mean, I can totally go down for fucking being an accomplice, an accessory, or whatever you want to call me. Um, but I don't have to testify against him. Oh, so yeah, it sounds great in theory, but and and I am definitely one of those people that it's like I just I just like to turn the other cheek and like this. That's that's another thing. Let's talk about this. So I shared a post that I seen from my friend Christina on Facebook where it said, what would you do? The one that said, what would you do if there was no more men on earth? And so many comments talked about feeling safe to go out at night. And I mean, it's just the truth. And and it's sad that women are so afraid of men, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, it is for me, like I live alone with my daughter and half the time my daughter's with her dad, but I don't worry about women breaking into my house at night and at gunpoint and like robbing me or like, you know, sexually abusing me or shit like that. I worry about men breaking into my house, you know? It fucking occurred to me, and you put it that way, like, I never realized, you call it bias, you can call it whatever the fuck you want to. It never fucking occurred to me, I'm big on the air tonight, um, no that in my fantasies, or in my nightmares, I guess you could say, or my anxiety-fueled uh, live-or-die scenarios, like, what would I do if, um, if a man broke into my house, and that's it, though. It's always a man. It's never a woman. Never, ever. That depends, too. Like, if a woman broke into my house and she didn't have a gun, I feel like dude, I could I'd take fucking her. I'm not, I mean, even a dude, if a dude broke into my house and didn't have a gun, I would still be hesitant to try to, like, defend myself, physically defend mm-hmm. myself. But not, not so much with a woman. Like, I'm not as intimidated by women as I am, man. It's just... It's just a fact, you know? And then Alan, he said that, you know, he gets it. He's like, he never thought about that because that's not something he has to worry about. Like, he doesn't think at night. And, like, I don't really want to put his situation or blast his stuff, but, like, he's had to deal with that before someone breaking that's into what his I was home. About to say. Like, he's and, a legitimate badass. Like, someone broke in, he kicked their ass. Like, yeah, he did. And it's, it was, um, maybe that's a story we'll bring him on uh, bring him on to tell another time it's not my story to tell obviously but he just reacts and it's like I'm not I, in fight or flight mode when I was younger I was a fighter I'm not a fighter anymore anxiety has changed oh, me I am flight like I am get me the fuck out of here now dude flight. I was reading about the four trauma responses and felt personally attacked fight <laughs> flight not yeah, really. fight, flight, fawn, or freeze. And I love how they all start with Fs. Um, fight, obviously, I'm going to kick your ass. Fright, uh, flight, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, freeze, oh shit. Or um, fawn, 
Oh, which the fawning thing, like in in an I guess no, no, it's okay. Just just take take everything. Just don't hurt me. I'm a fa- I would be a fawner and a freezer. A fawner and a freezer. I wouldn't even want to move. <sighs> I'd be like, just take what you want. I, I will give you anything. Don't tell me your name. Take my phone if you don't trust me. Like I don't I don't want no problems. Me casa's you casa. Please just do not touch me. Like I just I would give you whatever you want. I'm yeah, that would be me. See, and like I think about it and like deep down I want to say that I'd be a feisty bitch and you know, I'd be fight because anger is one of my go-to emotions. Um, it's, it's what I like to grab onto and hold onto very tightly. I have a bad issue with my temper, which is something I'm constantly working on. However, like you don't know, but yours, I think is a very reasonable expectation. Like, I think you don't know if you're going to fight or if you're going to flight or fawn. Like, I think the fight one has a question mark beside it for everyone, unless like you you're proven and I'm not proven. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I really just, and it's so sad to think in a life or death situation, would I fight or would I, like, I, I would, I would just, I would just plead and be like, listen, like, I wouldn't say, please, you don't need to do this. I would just be like, tell me what you need. You can have what I have a, I probably shouldn't mention this like out loud, but like, I have a really nice expensive TV, take it, sell it. Like I don't, money, it's money. Like I'll, I'm not worried about money. You need money. Here's a check. Go cash this check. Like, if you need money, like, here, here's my debit card. This is my pin. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I'm, it's not worth my life. My material possessions are not worth my life. I think a gun would, I think a gun would probably be the difference for me. Like you said, though, or like gender. Um, I am intimidated by women, just not physically. Um, whenever it comes to, you know, I'm a fight. Oh, fucking okay. Come on. Um, come get you some, like, I'm probably going to hurt, but you are too. Um, but like you, you fucking bring a gun into the equation, then yeah, like it makes sense to just be like, nope, take it. Don't care. I'm, I'm going to go over here very slowly. I'm going to lock the door behind me. Please don't let the cat out. Please do not open the door. Please don't let the cat out and please don't take the cat too. Oh my God. Please just leave it. Leave the leave my fucking cat alone. My son, my son will flip. He's attached, guys. Like I don't want them problems. I cannot magically source another Bowie. I don't know if I'm ever gonna find another cat like this. Just, 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 just don't let the cat out and don't come in this door. And we're all hunky dory. And I, I didn't see anything. I was in this room all damn night. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I mean, and another thing, too, like, sad to say, not sad to say, but the last job I had, you were required to have renter's insurance. And it's not something that I ever thought I would need to have because, like, I was just like, whatever. It, uh, why would I need this? Because I'm young and I'm stupid. But I did have to get it because of my job working from home. So I kept it, even though I work at a new job now. And I'm glad I kept it because I went through a time where I thought that my sister stole my laptop and luckily found it. And that was a nightmare. But um, I was going to be able to get most of it covered and replaced, which is which was awesome. But y'all come steal my shit. I don't care. Like, I, I have insurance. I will replace this shit. I can't replace myself. 
I also have life insurance, but you can't replace my kid's mother. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I can give her my life insurance policy, which I, I, I'm one of those people like at my job that I pay so much extra for more life insurance because you just never know what's going to happen and you never know when you're going to go. And I just don't want my daughter to have to, I, I'm probably worth more to her dead than I am alive to be fucking frank, <laughs> which is sad to say, but not true. Money wise, I'm okay, worth more dead clarify. than alive, but I pay for, yeah, clarifying. I pay for so much extra life insurance. It's not expensive on my paychecks, but I just make sure I get as much as I possibly can in case something does happen to me. But yeah, I mean, I can replace things. I can't replace Nick's myself. that way. Nick has like, Nick has a baller ass policy out on him. Um, and it's always, my parents have always been that way that, you know, they've always had life insurance policies, you know, and it's not, it's enough to make sure it's enough to tie up any loose ends and to, I guess I'm airing my parents' business here. It's enough to tie up loose ends and to um, to have a little cushion for a mourning period and to bury them. That's it. Right. And I mean, honestly, that's the anyone. All I could even ask for is just to die and break even and not have to put my financial burdens on my that's, daughter. That's that's why. Oh God, this is depressing as fuck. That's, that's what my dad's done. You know, he's, he's talked to me about it. Like, and that's, that's a really shitty conversation to have, but like, that's yay adulting. Right. Talking to him. No. So you're in the true crime and your husband has a pretty decent life insurance (laughs) policy. Guys, if you're listening, it was not Alicia. (laughs) I, I can vouch for her. It was probably red. Red, red is, is so sus. No. Red is sus. It was I red. I wouldn't. We've had that discussion, though. Like, if one of us were, were to break in a fit of rage, kill the other one, it's probably me. White is safe. I saw white scan. Yes. It's red. Red is Yes. Sus. Oh, my gosh. Oof. I just burped. Excuse me. I don't know if that got up on fucking... I didn't hear it. No, you would have never known unless you didn't announce it. Well, I'm fucking polite. So. Well, there's that. Look at you with your Southern charm and manners. Fuck's wrong with you. <laughs> um, before we get any further, uh, we're going to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that we're going to start a campaign to get Lodi into the EFED IW Hall of Fame. He told me to mention it. I'm going to mention it. I'm not going to talk about IW on this podcast. It's not something I want to think about or do ever again. But Lodi, the lesser petty, needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I agree. But at the same time, like, oh, my God, can we fucking not? Like, this was, like, supposed to be our one safe place. And there it goes. I mean, I asked him what we should talk about. He said Lodi for Hall of Fame. And he supports, he shares it. He listens to it. So I'm like, you know what? Dr. Good Good sponsors our podcast. So he's the best therapist that money can buy. I mean, that was a joke. I mean, if if we're going to, if we were going to break that for fucking anyone, I guess Lodi is acceptable. Yeah. Lodi's a good guy. Lodi's he a good is. guy. He is the sweetest. I mean, like, he gives shit with the rest of them, but, like, underneath it all, he's so sweet. He's an acquired taste 
for sure. He's not for Is everybody. He not? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how people could not like Lodi. Like, I came into this fucking ship not knowing anyone from fucking Adam. And, like, I met him primarily through headset, you know, playing GTA with, you know, with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just immediately just took to me and I took to him. Yeah. He's a funny guy. I mean, I've known Cody a very long time when he first, when I, when I was doing EFEDs, when he first came into EFEDs, me and him started becoming kind of friends like six months later. Like our friendship was me messaging him and him leaving me on scene. And then I became really good friends with Ryan Huckabee and he was friends with Ryan. And then I, we would have group chats and he would, you know, um, like leave me on scene there too. So our friendship is really like me and trying to interact and engage with him and him reading it and ignoring me well, yep that sounds about to that. be fair and for my letter kenny fans out there to be fair you need to watch letter kenny um i tried i tried to watch it i i, I couldn't get past like the first four episodes why did you watch the second one the second one's the worst one you didn't tell me that you literally said have you seen letter kenny and I said, no. You're like, it's on Hulu. Check it out. And I said, bet. And then I watched four episodes and was like, well, Alicia has a really good sense of humor. And this show, it has to get good later. But, like, I, I was not in the mood for the buildup for that show. Dude, it was not. I want to bang Wayne. Jared Keyso. Um, I need to watch it so I know who these people it's are. main dude. I don't remember the characters. It's been so He's long. The main dude. He fills up pair of jeans. So nice. I even tried getting into Brooklyn Nine Nine. My buddy Zach told me that that's like his favorite comedy show, and that I would love it. And I watched like seven episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine on Hulu, and like none of it was like it was something like I can watch it, but it was just. I don't know if this is, these are shows like The Office where like once you get past the first season, it starts to get really good, especially into the third and fourth seasons, which in my opinion, three, four, and five are the best. And I'm like, God, that's a lot of material to get through for something to get really good. You know? Um, Litter Kenny, um, it, you, you should be good by the end of the first season. I mean, by the end of the first season, you should either like it or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. But like, no, the second one, Fart Book is awful. But... The rest of it is, and it just gets better. Um, and then there's some seasons like Crack and Ag. That one I wasn't as big of a fan on whenever I first watched it because I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then I went back and I rewatched it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what that was." But it wasn't what I was expecting originally, like expectations versus reality. And I couldn't appreciate the reality because my expectations were so high, like losing my identity. That's a fucking fact of life right there. Word vomit of facts. Like, like speaking of expectations versus reality, going to set up a topic here. Losing virginity, something else we're going to talk about. And I'm not going to say when because we might not feel motivated to talk about it. That's going to be... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the media, media is the devil. That's like, that's going to sum up my opinion on losing your virginity for now until we actually talk about it later. But I mean, it's like media, media is just the devil. You it already really fucking is. dropped that truth. Like what else do we have to talk about? 
I mean, the actual, like, how it happened. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. The things, the things that he said to me were like, did you just say that to me? Like, oh no cliffhanger dude i'm just i'm just i'm just in a mood to just gab right now so like mine was so anticlimactic more details to come later oh wait there isn't a whole lot of details that pretty much sums it up nicely (laughs) anticlimactic yeah i mean it's it's just like you said expectations versus reality i feel and i always say this I no longer watch movie previews anymore. And here's why. A couple of years ago, I want to say I was just turning 24. And I went to the Cheesecake Factory with my then boyfriend at the time down in the South Side. If you're from Pittsburgh, you guys know where that one is. It's right next to South Side Works Movie Theater. And afterwards, he was like, yeah, let's go catch a movie. And I'm like, yeah, bet. But I hadn't seen any previews. We didn't really have cable. So we didn't really keep up with like what movies were out and stuff. And the Wolf of Wall Street was in theaters. And he's like, let's go. S- that, do you want to go see that? And I'm like, what's it about? And he's like, I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, though. And I'm like, oh, yeah, bet. That's my favorite actor. Let's go watch this. So I went into this movie not seeing a goddamn trailer or peek at this movie at all. And I was rolling, crying in laughter for two plus hours because of this movie. And it made me realize that I enjoy movies so much better when I don't watch the trailers or previews first because I don't know what to expect. So you're right. Expectations are a bitch. They can ruin a perfectly good experience for you. My experience with movie trailers is this. I feel like movie trailers are basically highlight reels. Yeah. That's they the are. best part of the movie. Show you the best part. I have seen a, a movie preview um, that I have a movie I do want to watch, and it's been out for a while. Oh, it was out last year, and I was supposed to go. I still haven't seen Joker. I haven't seen it yet Mama, either. We were both supposed to have seen that. Well, well guess what? Your bitch is going to fucking watch it. Not tonight, obviously, because it's like, maybe I will. Maybe I need that. Maybe I need that in my life. It, to 19 at night maybe i need some of that i don't i don't think so though i didn't feel like i was in the right place last year with being on leave for depression and stuff to watch joker i was like i don't think i should be watching a movie that has a heavy influence with depression and mental health issues when i'm struggling heavily with mental health issues right now because i don't want it to sink me lower into my funk that i'm in but I had forgotten that the movie existed once I came out of my funk. So I'm, I'm like good enough now that I could watch it, but I probably want to watch it with another person there just because I know how heavily mental illness is portrayed in that Do you want to have a watch party? Do you just want like one, one day, like just you and I just fucking watch it together or like. I think that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Any hoozle. No. Um, Two things about like men- mental health, like influence, like other outside outside stimuli influencing your mental health. First of all, there are monsters out there that whenever they're depressed, they listen to depressed music, and I'm like, why? They're like, well, I'm sad, and this music helps me, like helps me continue to feel sad. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm telling. 
Don't at me, Alicia. You just attacked me in front of everybody. Mother, but okay. (laughs) I know that you didn't know that I do that. Talking about my mother. Like, she'll be depressed and she'll sit there and listen to depressing music. And I'm like, what's your problem? They get it. I listened to Mac Miller's swimming album on repeat because that's when my depression really started, is when it first dropped. And I would just listen to that on repeat. So now it's like, a comfort pillow so to speak and when i'm really feeling down i just put that album on and it mellows me out i mean i've listened to audio slave like a stone and cried like a baby for hours one night but we're not going to talk about that that was a very dark time yeah we won't mention it we won't mention that you did it no No. um second of all if i had to put if I had to put, like, what movies I watched on, not that I watch a lot of movies anyways, but, like, if I had to limit my outside stimuli based on my mental health, I'd never get anything done. I'd never get anything watched. I'd never listen to any of my podcasts. Like, I would just be in the sterile little bubble of boring. Now, to play devil's advocate, because I totally get it. Like, if you're depressed, you listen to something upbeat, it'll make you upbeat. But what if you're to hear me out? you're depressed Mm -hmm. and you're listening to sad music or you watch like a sappy movie you cry it helps get out of your system what if you're the type of person now this isn't me this doesn't happen to me specifically you're feeling depressed you watch something happy but then like that didn't run through your system so you almost feel like you have to sneeze and it's just stuck there and it's not coming out and then it's just like a permanent feeling i mean what if that it's like, and I don't, I don't listen to like, oh, I'm sad. Let me listen to Pharrell Williams' "Happy," which I love that song. Um, clap along if you feel like a room without roof. I'm happy. Yeah, I love that song. Um, no, I'm not that. Like, I, I just, I'm just like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm gonna listen to whatever I want to fucking listen to, and if if it feels good, then I'm gonna listen to it. If it doesn't feel, but like, I try to avoid. I do try to avoid like. I'm in a bad mood. I shouldn't watch. You know, I, I feel like crying. I'm really not going to listen to sad music that'll make me cry, except for that one time. Um, because I feel like such a bitch whenever I cry. My whole face gets swollen. My nose runs. My eyes, like, oh god, it's a whole event. So, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm weird. You're not weird. I I think it makes sense. Like, if if you're sad and you're listening to sad music or doing things that remind you of being sad, it makes you almost collapse on yourself, which is why I haven't watched that movie yet, which is, I think, what sparked that whole, this whole tangent we went on. I am a pro at wallowing in my feelings, and I will, I will sit there, and I will wallow in them if I, if I do not give myself a time limit on my, on my, on my pity parties. You also are very good at grudges. I am. I do not give those a time limit. Those are unlimited. Unlimited grudges for free from Leisha. If you're ever looking for someone that will just grudge you the fuck out, you hit her I up. mean, there's a premium plan where I'll crawl out of your fucking TV and I'll... <laughs> I know that's not it. <laughs> that sounds like... It's too late at night. It's like 11 o'clock at night, 11.30 at night, and you just made me think of the ring, and now I'm going to have nightmares. Isn't that the glitch? Tank. I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I thought of was the <laughs> ring. 
like that's the grudge, ain't it? Like the like the the, 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 the rain. Yeah, like the that's grudge. the. <laughs> it is. It and is. And I'm thinking of the movie. For some reason the movie The Ring popped into my. <laughs> it's the same fucking concept. Some little Asian bitch with a dirty shirt and messy hair. And like the black and white and the flies. And the and, TV. And creepy ass fucking. <laughs> Seven days. It's a fucking creepy ass sound effect. Hey, hey, you really want me to piss you off? You're gonna die in seven days. No, don't you dare. Don't do it. Because I'm gonna think about it. And then, and what? Go ahead, piss me off. What were you gonna say? Because I, I might be getting ahead of myself. Peppa Pig. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's so funny is that's what's on my TV. Uh, my TV's on mute, is Peppa Pig. And I've been watching the same four episodes on repeat while we're talking. Not watching, just kind of like gazing at Peppa Pig on my TV. I thought you were going to bring up Michael Myers so that I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight, but now I brought up Michael Myers. So, fuck me. I know, the whole conversation with Peppa Pig. Okay, so let's end this and let's continue this phone call like this, like like down, like bring bring it down, like talk about something else. (laughs) I'm I'm good though. I've already thought. I've already uh, moved past mm-hmm. it. But I think that this unwind and unwind grab bag talk was a fucking success, and I can't wait to do more. This was great. We can't stay like we can't do an hour to save our damn lives. So y'all guys would just enjoy this hour in like five minutes. Have a fantastic week coming up. I know that's the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hustle and bustle. Things are going to be shutting down. Mm-hmm. Please be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. This was things you're too afraid to ask your mom. Any words of wisdom you want to leave us with, Leisha? Peppa Pig. 